We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to a Eurostep Podcast Network emergency podcast. I am Ty Windish. I am joined by the esteemed... Jordan Trusky of the Win in Six podcast to talk about some really bad news. The vibes around the Bucks were honestly kind of immaculate with an exciting win in Charlotte on Wednesday night. DeMarcus Cousins making an exciting debut for the team. And now all of that good energy is gone as the Bucks announced on their own volition, I guess, Thursday during the day. Oh, what's up, Jordan? Are we, are we recording? Yeah. We are? Oh, okay, because I didn't see in the, the top corner. <laughs> I was like, I would, I have to do it now. I was like, I didn't no, know. it's a good call. It's a good call. Yeah. I'm recording on a different software, but. <laughs> I just ruined your intro. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know, this is, we are all about transparency here at GSPN, um, which the Bucks not so much, but they did announce Brooke Lopez back surgery out indefinitely. We still don't know. What kind of back surgery? And not that I'm an expert in back surgeries or anything, but all we know is back surgery out indefinitely, which is one more word than we knew before. Before we knew back out indefinitely, now we know back surgery. Obviously, this is much more serious. No longer there seems to be the possibility that maybe Brooke is back next week. You know, maybe he's going to be seen at practice soon. That's out. We don't know when exactly. We don't know how serious this is, but I think we know it's pretty serious because it required surgery. Jordan, what were your first thoughts outside of just, damn, that's a bummer, when we got this news? Yeah, like you said, he's already out indefinitely, so now it's more indefinite. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, huge bummer. Um Seemed very likely that we would have the what is the other shoe going to drop after Boogie signing. Um, just kind of felt inevitable that there'd be something. Um, and you'd always brace for the worst just because, I mean, there's very little words that we could go on <laughs> from the Bucks. Um, I mean, the most that was spoken about to this point was Brooke um, and how he was talking about progressing and uh, having a target in mind to uh, Shams a couple weeks ago. Um, 
And I think he was doing on-court work at some points before games, uh, if memory serves. Um, but reading through the tea leaves, because that's all we have to do at this point, um, he, I'm guessing that whatever it was ailing him did not, you know, lessen, diminish as he was starting to get back, ramping up into action. Um, and, you know, surgery is always viewed as a last resort. Obviously, especially in this case, you're going to the back of a 33-year-old player that, you know, seven-foot big man, all that stuff, has already had a history of foot problems that have derailed two of the seasons um, while playing at the Nets. Um, it sucks. It's it's terrible. You know, there's a history of injuries and all that stuff that you just, you don't, you hope for that, you know, everything breaks right. And he's certainly been Mr. Durable for the Bucks over the last, you know, since coming to the Bucks. Um, and to see this, it's just, you know, it's disappointing. And it, you know, obviously the lack of transparency is one, you know, one thing. But at the longer this went on and, you know, especially after he says, I have a target in mind, not saying what that target is and all that stuff. And seeing, you know, the lack of progress since then, you fear for the worst and the worst has come to pass. Yeah, I think, you know, you made a good point in our GSPN group chat that's like, you know, it wouldn't have made the result any better if we knew yeah. what was happening. And that's true. But I do think... Still not great. <laughs> well, and, and the head fake too. Like, you, I mean, he's doing on-court work, has a target in mind. So clearly, despite... And Bud's just not going to ever give us anything on this. It seems. We'll see. I mean, this next time that he's asked, you'd hope we get something. Eric Name was resharing on Twitter him saying straight up no to was there a setback. I guess, you know, you get into fra- like phrasing and, and uh, semantics and all that. But if not a setback... Clearly, some bad news, right? Like, yeah, really. Wisconsin Wisconsin sports fans have uh, become very used to um, parsing through words recently and what they actually mean. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> they have, they have indeed. Um, but clearly, if, if not a setback, then something didn't go right. I mean, again, we're 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 just playing with with terminologies now, but. It seems my read and not uh, not sourced at all. No, it, this is speculation to a degree. Like they were trying to avoid surgery this whole time, and Brooks' back just wasn't responding in the right ways to do that. And now here we are, which probably leads me to believe this is pretty serious. And you may be saying, "Well, duh, he had back surgery. Of course it is." But I mean, there's some surgeries in the league, not back surgeries. But, you know, sometimes a guy, like, gets something scoped or whatever, and it's, like, two weeks, right? This is, again, not as serious as a back surgery, but there are some procedures that sound like they're going to be more serious. But I would imagine if this was something like, well, you could get the surgery and be out two months or try and go without, the Bucks and Brooke would probably have been like, okay, like, I'll eat the end of 2021 and be back for 2022. Like, if the surgery wasn't going to be a long-term thing, you think that would have been the first option right like let's just get it over with let's get it done and again this is just guessing guesswork at this point but it certainly doesn't seem good that we've gone all this time with no real update and now now suddenly the surgery is elected for not only because we're closer to playoffs and the games that you really want Brooke there for although having watched all season mostly without him you'd want him there for all of them but I and not even just that aspect of having less recovery time 
but just the the thought and decision making process that had you wait, it doesn't seem good for at least seeing full strength Brooke Lopez for this year. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks don't go to these great lengths to keep things very opaque, to not to offer updates, but they're non-updates whenever, you know, a beat reporter like Eric Dame or, you know, local TV guys are asking about it and, or, you know, spin however long he only played opening night at this point. We're into December. Like they don't go to these great lengths without, you know, to, without knowing that they have something to hide and knowing, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a fool's error. Even as things, I know Adam and I have talked about this on recent pods, but like, even as things have kind of, they've wanted to keep things more in house over John Horse Rain and stuff like that. It's different when you're talking about someone hurt and recovery and all that stuff. Because I mean, we're seeing the same thing with Dante. It's been radio silence in terms of when he may return, um, and it's just it, that only got multiplied when Brook Lopez plays opening night and then has been out since then. So, yeah, like it's from that angle, there's still, I know, you know, they're saying definitely, and that they're keeping this, you know, open to return, you know, hopefully, but it's a back surgery. It's, that's hard. That's hard for any player, you know, regardless of sports, it's just really hard. And, you know, again, his history, not that, you know, we should just be judging out because it's diff- two different injuries, but when Brooks out, he's out. <laughs> It's either he's played or he's out. Well, that's think, what it's kind of what I it is. I think that's life when you're, what, seven foot, seven foot yep. one, 280, whatever Brooke is. I mean, it's honestly, you don't want to say miraculous, but pretty awe-inspiring how healthy and available he's been. And I think a lot of credit, Absolutely. A lot of credit goes to Bud and the Bucks for this one. They've, obvi- they've load managed without load managing him, right? Like that's how yep. the Bucks have operated in the Budenholzer horse, mostly Bud, tenure in terms not not entirely horse because he was there for some of the kid times when guys would just randomly play forever but <laughs> that's what bud does you know brooks brook wasn't playing 35 minutes a night and wasn't shouldering a heavy load at least offensively defensively he was but still there's only so much you can do about um centers in their early to mid we'll say 30s we do have a very disturbing precedent recently for centers getting back surgery serge Ibaka. And again, we don't know if it's the same. I don't know if we know exactly what Surge's was. We certainly don't know exactly what Brooks is. But a a serious, you would presume, back surgery. I think Ibaka was out five months and hasn't really looked right ever since. Although, you know, I think they were at different places in their careers. I think Surge pre-surgery didn't look as good as Lopez did pre-surgery either. Or when he was playing still. Obviously, we haven't seen Lopez in, in six weeks now. But um, that's not a great sign, clearly. Uh, we, we don't have that yeah. much to go off of, but um, I don't know if anyone even needed a, an example. I think back for the playoffs right now feels like a pipe dream. So, I mean, we thought that we thought Giannis was going to be out forever when he got hurt. Hopefully we're wrong again, but it doesn't seem great right now. And even then, I mean, Abaka's kind of been a, a good example just because he has played G League assignments and it's just, it's hard to ramp up. Yeah in general, but then the thought of like, oh, you may be playing for your season and you're relying on Brooke Lopez to, you know, play, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. Like that's, that 
frankly, to me, is like it's not that that does seem like a pipe dream. It does not seem yeah. something you should expect. Um, so that's where it gets it gets really kind of dicey. I mean, dicey. They've obviously made their move. They pulled this move off with Foogie yeah. to re- not replace him, but it's you know, <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's it's a body that needs to fill minutes at the center position. And you just hope that it works out in terms of, you know, Brooks health. It works out with Boogie. It works out with, you know, Giannis, Bobby playing to the degree that they have um, over the last few weeks. And obviously over this eight game winning streak. Um, And then you ask more of the roster. That's we're going to see different variations. We obviously have, we haven't seen the Bucks play to their system. We've seen different ways of how they're playing defensively because, it's hard to replace Brooke Lopez. What he does and how the Bucks have played under uh, with Brooke and under Bud has been so synonymous to Brooke. It's not easily re- re- replicable, as hard as that word is for me to say. Um, you know, Bobby's had trouble playing that way. We've seen yeah. other, you know, yeah, his brother. Had trouble playing that yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's not easy. Yeah. So it this – that's where it gets really hard because it's it's just he is so integral to this era of the Bucks and just how they've historically played. When you take that piece away, you know, as much as the team has changed, as much as, you know, they've had to make, you know, major changes around that, you're still like you've always looked at Brooke Lopez as kind of a constant. Not unlike it's not to the degree of Giannis or Chris or now Drew since he came here, but it's it's something else entirely that can't. When you lose it, you recognize it, and when you see it, you know, come together. It's you know, it's very tangible to see. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no one is going to be able to one one replace what Brooke brought the Bucks when healthy. But like you, like you said, well, it's going to be a committee thing. A lot of guys yep. are going to have to step up. So obviously, honest. I mean, we've seen it. He's already been doing this. Bobby Portis, to an extent, we actually were debating on Twitter. Adam McGee, myself, and and a listener, I think Stephen, earlier about is Bobby a center or not? I think not really. I don't think he can do that many center things defensively. They're going to need him to give good big minutes for the rest of the season, though. I mean, there has been a stark difference having him versus not having him. I think on the Bucks rebounding and even a little bit defensively, as much as he gets picked on, I think they just missed the size. They just had no size, especially when Shemi, he's going to be a little more essential now. I'm going to start saying his name again. When Shemi 
was out as well. There was just not enough size at all. Adding Boogie helps. Although now, I don't feel as good about the move. I thought it was just, hey, let's get some big depth and help bring Brooke back slowly. But he looked great. And that's a good sign. Again, he's not going to replace Brooke one-to-one. I do think there is some merit in saying Brooke was not seen as a standout defender when he came to the Bucks. Maybe working with the Bucks in Bud's system with these tremendous defenders around him, in front of him, will help Boogie more, too. I think he did look more mobile than I expected. Again, he's not going to be an all-defensive level player. I don't think he's going to start for them and play anything close to Brooks' role. It is a good sign that he looked good already, though. I mean, he's been on the team two days. He looked more comfortable on the Bucks than most of the guys they added this summer, besides George Hill, who had been around before, and Grayson Allen, who still yeah. actually is kind of... Grayson will go a long time without shooting now. I think he's getting used to playing with the big three all healthy. But I think Boogie fit in well. I think that is a good sign. I mean, it's, again, I think the important thing to stress here is you cannot look at Boogie and go, replace Brooke Lopez. It's way too much to ask. But if he can do a little bit of it, Giannis can do a lot of it. Bobby can do some of it. Guys like Chris. Chris is going to need to rebound more all year now and in the playoffs. Like, that's the thing that can be off and on. And I think when he's on, I really notice it and go, that was a great rebound, Chris. You're 6'8". Thank goodness for doing that. That's going to be a big thing because he's going to be asked to play the four now more, I think, just by default. And and getting something out of Shemi and Rodney Hood. So when you look at this, you know, how do you look at the Bucks' big man rotation shaking out? Or maybe not even rotation, but just, you know, how this roster is going to come together and continue to survive and hopefully thrive without Brooke? Um, I mean, if they could play like how they have been playing the last eight games, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, that solves a lot of problems. Uh, no, to be more serious about it, it's, I mean, we already all identified, even before Brooke's injury, probably going into the season, that they are light on size. They need more big man depth, all that stuff. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, strictly talking about a traditional center. It was also, you know, you lose PJ Tucker, you go replace it or replace him with Shemi Oljale, who can kind of give you toughness, a little bit more physical physicality. Just a matter of him playing up to his role offensively hitting shots to this point. And I know he's hurt um, another lingering injury that, you know, he, I think during training camp into the start of the season was suffering. And then doesn't play up to his abilities, gets hurt, and is out for maybe a week or two more at this stage. Um, it, it wasn't just about you know traditional centers; it was about you know that kind of switchy four or five you know wing defender that can kind of basically just get you know take on tough defensive assignments, um, play up to his capabilities, hit some shots, that kind of thing. Very you know low usage role player. Um, they don't have that right now, at least. You know, it's still kind of TBD of whether Shemi could be that kind of guy for them. Um, and it's unfortunate he got hurt. But now you're you're asking more of that of you know Chris playing up to you know what isn't his natural position, even though he has great size for it, and you know, he he's Chris Middleton has just a great all-around player. Even their guards like Drew Holiday, George Hill, they're very active on the boards and stuff like that. But like, do that over an 82 game season and 
when it hopes to be another long playoff run, maybe another run to the finals. That's very taxing. It's 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 tough to do. Um, you know, Pat Connaughton is you know throw him into the mix there. Like it's just a lot, um, and it's unfortunate that it has to be this way. But you're ex- you know expecting more out of them to kind of sustaining this level of you know, gang rebounding or just like all this stuff that just really kind of makes the Bucks, you know, the Bucks, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it. Yeah, I think what's interesting to me is I actually think their big man rotation over the regular season will be more or less okay. I think yeah. Giannis and Bobby combine to be a center and then Boogie too. Like I think Giannis and Boogie, if you let's just call them the fives and say Bobby is like a 4.5. This isn't to denigrate him. It's just a skill set. I think that's fine. Even if Boogie takes some nights off, you know, Bobby plays some solo five. You can live. It's not ideal. And and nights when Boogie and Giannis or Boogie and Bobby are out, then suddenly you're very thin again and that's just life. But I think they'll be okay assuming – I would imagine Boogie gets ramped up and isn't sitting every back-to-back. I guess we'll see. We don't know. Um, but I mean, he's been on the couch until two days ago. So I think it makes a lot of sense for him to miss this one. I think what's going to be interesting is the need for the playoffs. And I think the, the whole thing with Brooke in the playoffs is not Brooke is a great fit next to Giannis. And that's why they need him in the playoffs. It's Brooke is a great player who has a huge impact on winning. And that's why you need Brooke in the playoffs. Yeah. So now you know, you can trend more toward fit, right? And we're seeing the Bucks when they go for their bigs. I think you're seeing guys like Bobby, even like Shemi, who are more malleable to fit better with Giannis. To an extent, Mamu. Mamu's not going to play in the playoffs. But like that that kind of big who it's like offensively, he's really good for Giannis. Giannis can cover for him defensively. That's the big combo now. The Bucks are going to have to trend more like that. You know, you're not, they're not going to play Boogie 30 minutes a night and start him like they did Brooke. So then the real need is the same need that we knew about before Brooke got hurt. In in my opinion, it's that defensive four, the P.J. Tucker type, which could have just been P.J. Tucker. But here we are. We need to find one. So, you know, all of a sudden, I think even more importance on Shemi Ojale coming back and figuring it out. Can you get something from Rodney Hood? I don't think Rodney Hood's going to be a defensive stopper, but if he can play those minutes and be good enough on offense, maybe you can get by. Or does there need to be another roster move? Because I think you can get by with playing 15 minutes of Giannis and a traditional big who's not all that good, like the Lakers did in their title run when Dwight started games but did not finish them. I would guess that's the Bucks look more like that kind of a team in the playoffs this year, assuming – Brooke does not make a miraculous return. So then you're looking at, okay, how can we get another good four to complement this? Can we find one on the roster or do we have to make another move? That's going to be the interesting thing. So I I think this pivot was going to come eventually. Brooke obviously was older than the rest of the core by a few years. Certainly didn't want it to happen now with how good he's looked when he's played. (laughs) But we are here. So I want to answer one question I've already seen on Twitter about the disabled player exception. The Bucs could apply for this if they agree, and I think the NBA can do an independent check as well, only if a player is going to be out for the season. So that's why they haven't done this for Dante. He's he's dunking again. They assume he's coming back. They didn't bother doing it. They haven't yet done it for Brooke. 
We'll see if they want to go down that route. You can apply for the exception without using it. It's for either the non-taxpayer MLE or half of the player's salary. I think plus 100K. The NBA always throws 100K on these things for some reason. So half of Brooks' salary is like six and a half million or so, I believe. He makes 13.3. So they could do that. It would give them a mechanism. It's not all that useful, but if they think he's going to be out, they could go get it. I don't know if they're going to want to put that timeline out there considering they haven't liked to do that at all and they would officially have to to get this thing. But it doesn't open up a roster spot, I don't believe. The NBA is not like the NFL. You can't throw a guy on IR. So now with Boogie, the roster's full. Of course, you could release Boogie. He's non-guaranteed. Yorgos, I don't think, is fully guaranteed. Is he for this year? I think there's like escalating guarantees. It was like how uh, Mamadi Diakite's contract was structured or stuff like that. I think it was. So you could move off Yorgos if you really wanted to. He's been mostly, almost entirely a herd player this year. Um, I don't know who else. And obviously there's trades and that kind of a thing. So we'll see if they go down that route. The other thing is, you know, would they want to pay that much more in salary for a player? I guess we'll find out. I think it's more likely we see some sort of a trade for someone making a lesser amount. Um, One last thing on the disabled player exception. You can use it to sign a player, trade for a player only in the last year of their contract, or claim a guy off waivers. Honestly, I think it would only really be used for a trade, in my opinion. I don't know what free agent is commanding more than vet men. They just got Boogie for a non-guaranteed deal. There's yeah. no one out there who's a world beater. Like I think any free agent in the in the world right now would say, I will play for the Bucks for Vet Min. I don't think they would need six million dollars. And the waivers thing, guys just don't get waived. Like there's buyout guys, but usually they also sign vet minimum deals because they're getting their buyout money as well. So yeah. I, I think it'd be most useful in a trade, but what do you think, Jordan? Um it's. I mean, historically, whenever teams have used it, it's probably been more waivers or you know, free agents like you know how Cousins was just because he you know didn't field any offers until the Bucks came along, um, and so that they, they had a need to get him, <laughs> as it turns out. Um, so I would say maybe that, but like. You know, are you going to be studying on that until buyout market comes? Just because, you know, under horse, they have traditionally been active on the buyout market. Um, but that also, you know, that requires a move like cutting Yorgios or there's, I'd be surprised. Like, you can't do a two-way guy like Mamu or Javante Smart because if you're talking about playoffs and wanting playoff eligibility, two-way guys can't do it anymore. I- they may be able to play now. I think they're. I know they they went they went back. Because oh, of, I know yeah. the days are different. Did they take away the playoff eligibility? Days days are different. The playoff eligibility was just I think a one time um, thing last year with COVID and everything. Either way, realistically, even if it was, that's only players with less than four years experience. It's only guys who will take even less than vet men. Yep. It's not very likely you'd find a guy that you're saying, go guard Kevin Durant, who's on a two way contract. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not asking either Mamu or Javante Smart to do that. It's although he kind of did opening night, Mamu, but that's, that's true. <laughs> um, um, in a in a much more uh, battle tested way, they're not going to do. That. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this is where it opens the door of like, okay, your roster probably still needs maneuvering. Um, we could probably 
I'm going to guess the Bucks are going to say, hey, we're going to guarantee your deal, DeMarcus Cousins, past whatever the date is. I think he's got some job <laughs> security. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got a little bit more now than he did uh, when he initially signed. Um, that's, yeah, it's the unfortunate thing where it's like the shoe drops and now it's, you know, you hope everything's good with the team. They keep up this level of play. They're not going to win every game for the rest of the season, but if they're on this toward pace that they have been under Bud, that, that'd be great, but we all know that um, John Horace is not one to rest on his laurels. He's very active in, you know, perusing or exhausting all his options, even when, you know, it looks like, hey, you don't really have a lot of draft picks to trade for to get a P.J. Tucker or defensive specialist last year. He goes out and does it. I'm not saying he can do that every time and it results in winning an NBA championship, but – He's his history has shown that he will do whatever it takes to um, bring in someone that he thinks can help them out. And time will tell if that happens. It's really hard to trade <laughs> any of their players that aren't valuable or essential to their team. Um, that's what makes Dante a very interesting cha- trade chip. If and when he does come back this year. I but think it, no. makes, it makes Dante more interesting in general as a player, yes. too. I mean, he's going to yep. be uh, – assume they can't pull off another P.J. Tucker move. If he can play, that helps. I mean, he's he rebounds well. He's a useful defender. They're not going to have that many avenues to improve. Like, as a trade chip, I still think he's interesting. As a player, he becomes more interesting now because, you know, the great Bucks depth that we've been talking about took, takes a huge hit here, right? Like, yep. the, the guy you had slotted in fourth is no longer there. Grayson Allen's look great as a fourth option most of the time. He's going to have to do that a lot, or Bobby Portis, whatever order. But certainly, yeah. you you lose a, a big a big piece of the pie there. Maybe they have a thirteen point three or whatever million dollar tradable salary now. I don't know if we're going to get to that point with Brook or and obviously the value. And he's in the third third year of his four year deal, so which is fully guaranteed, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he was the he was the lone player that I remember getting a player option, which is usually horse uh, forte. Play, there's a there's a. Have you ever seen the bot in the Discord? I have. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fun. If you're if you're in the Euro Group Discord, type the exclamation point and player option, all one word. I think um, something fun happens. But um, this bot has not been that fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're we're just gonna see. I, I assume some move is coming. We don't know how how big it's gonna be, but all of a sudden that that depth is gonna be tested. Guys like Grayson and and Bobby, I think really, I think there's a lot that could fall on Bobby here. I mean, he's been starting. Well, in Brooks now, place. you know, not to rewrite history because it was already you know what felt like a miracle when we were recording our free free agent splash or whatever we would have called it the the live stream for however many months ago but now bobby's decision to stay in milwaukee on you know a team-friendly deal aka not that friendly to bobby portis um that's a godsend they they can't they can't do what they're doing right now without him they can't do that with you know knowing now that they're without brooke indefinitely um that's yeah that's (laughs) I bet even, you know, it's things like these, like, change, you know, it, it was, again, it changes life depending on how the season shakes out and all the all the things that we can't predict that will happen. But 
something like that is not wasn't insignificant at the time and certainly not now. Yeah, I mean, bringing in Boogie is the one I think you're going to look at because it just happened and he yep. is, I guess, more directly seems like a replacement considering that's we assume now that's why they went and made the move when they did. But Bobby's the one who literally has replaced him in the starting lineup since he got healthy. And it's it's been working. They've been winning a lot yep. of games. Bobby has played better. So can he keep that up? Can he get even better, especially defensively? Those are going to be big questions. They're, those are going to be necessary questions that we're going to find answers to because I would assume, barring an insane move, he's probably just the starter from here on out. Yep. Like, I don't think Boogie's going to take it. I think he's going to no. be the bench center, which is great to have an important piece. But Bobby and Giannis, all of a sudden, you know, this is something, again, looked at as maybe that's a big combo of the future because they're the same age or similar ages. Here it is. The future is the future is now. Um, what is, well, own the future? They, they're owning own the future. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> Built for this. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but any any last thoughts here, Jordan? As we wrap up, I think we've we've tried to find some things to laugh at, just because this is like a very upsetting and sad day for for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one, tough pill to swallow. It doesn't. None of the, you know, <laughs> outright anger that we all had at various points of time doesn't make this feel any better because it was no. just, you know, the longer this went on, it was it just seemed like the most likely outcome, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Brooke gets healthy. Um, placing any expectations on what he looks like if he comes back this year is really hard to do. Yeah. Probably not, have to hope. probably not. Probably not. Yeah, because it's not even just it's not even just this year. I mean, again, yeah. where he's at in his career. Yeah, this is it's a very big thing, very big thing in terms of just getting right and you know hoping he can play for a few more years because it could it can go really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I, I don't know if we said it directly, but obviously nothing but good thoughts and and wishes and prayers and everything to Brooke Lopez right now. First and foremost, his his just health as a person is more important than this basketball stuff. But, you know, the Bucks have to keep going on anyway, and they're going to play the Raptors tonight or maybe last night as you're listening to this. But um, all the best to Brooke Lopez. We do have one new review. We have actually a couple new reviews on Apple. But from JTPDX89 in the U.S., he writes, Excellent show, exclamation point, five stars. So this is this is the the good vibes we needed the way these boys talk Bucks basketball is top notch. I moved away from Milwaukee and felt very disconnected to the team. Between the show and the Twitter accounts, all six of them for now. A seventh one coming soon. Ooh, Ooh that's a teaser. Um, that was I said the seventh part and the sixth part, not not uh, JTPDX89. By the way, uh, but between the show and the Twitter accounts, I feel very in the mix. Much needed and even more appreciated. We we do appreciate you. JDPDX89 and all listeners and everyone who's left a review on Apple. If you have not done so, you can send one of those, screenshot it, send it to us on Twitter at Ty Windish, at Jordan Tresky, at Adam McGee11, at Arcadi Jr., at Eurostep Pod, at Win in Numeral Six Pod, I think. I always forget why everyone asks. I I did this last time and you didn't come. I know. But anyway, send Winter six, Winter six numerical six podcast. There oh, podcast. Go. There it is. Um, send it to any of us <laughs> or all of us, and we'll get you in the Discord. You can see the player option thing, bunch of fun stuff in there. But thank you all so much for listening. Check out all of the content 
the pod feeds, the YouTube, Eurostep Podcast Network, gspn.substack.com. A lot happening there, and we will continue to cover all angles of the Brook Lopez thing and everything else Bucks as we do. Thanks for listening. Get well soon, Brooke.